my watch just uh, alerted me that we are now live. So, uh, hello everyone. Welcome to episode forty-five of Michigan Brews. Thank uh, God for the watch. Special guest Brandon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for my watch, how would I ever know? Um, so, uh, no guest this week. Um, I guess we can start by uh, talking about what we have going on in the next couple of weeks, since I teased that on my own. Uh, personal post. Facebook um, does not allow us to schedule shows more than one week in advance. So we do have shows lined up. They're scheduled on YouTube and Twitch. They're not on Facebook yet. Um, next week's will be after tonight. And then the week after will be after next week's show. So, uh, uh, so next week, uh, we are talking to the Michigan Mead Coalition. Um, they are, um, possibly the biggest mead, like homebrew club, um, in Michigan. Uh, in any case, there are, uh, a very large Michigan wide mead club. So, um, uh, we'll get to talk to a few of their members. And then the week after that, Jason, I believe we're talking to, uh, some of the committee from the Michigan homebrew festival. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Not exactly sure who's going to be joining us yet. Um, but, uh, uh, most likely Kevin Penn, uh, probably Lee McBain, and uh, Jeff Burkhart from the Michigan Homebrew Festival uh, Committee. Hoping that I can get all of them. The other two would be Dan uh, Frechette and uh, Nancy Terry. Um, cool. Looking really looking forward to chatting with them because Homebrew Fest is back on this year and super fucking excited for that. We'll talk about that more uh, in a little bit too, for sure. And uh, thanks to uh, Drew for always being our one Twitch viewer, <laughs> <laughs> our Twitch cheerleader. <laughs> Again, I, I I push I push watching on Twitch uh, if you're on your if you're on mobile because then you can just throw the uh, you know your phone in your pocket and move on and, and do other stuff. Unless you're a YouTube you know premium subscriber, in which case you can do picture in picture right. already. So good on you. Well, and I mean, eventually, like you said, or we, I think we've said on the last few shows, someday we're going to have podcasts, uh, actual yeah. audio files that will come out for this stuff. Um, and then we, we have one more show, though, right after that. We have one more guest in July. Uh, we just have we to do. Out we a do. specific date. Yeah, we don't so, have a date. Um, what was your name? I'm going to mess it up. I'm trying to look for it real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he is a uh, he's a he's an all grain brewer over from I believe Fenton. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and he has a he has a, a, a gluten free homebrew supply shop over there. Um. So we'll uh, we'll plug that sometime uh, soon as soon as we have all that like lined up. Oh yeah. Uh, so that that'll be a cool show. Like we've never done like anything gluten free on the show before. Uh, I've never personally done anything gluten free. Um, the only person that I know that's done anything 100% gluten-free is, uh, I think, Drew Doster when he did his, like, sorghum and whatever else it was, um, some sort of, like, African lager. He'll have to pop it into the chat as to what exactly it was called. I can't remember the name of it. But, uh, yeah, speaking of drinks, what's everybody got in their glass? Is it all the same thing? I think so. Jordan, what do we have in our glass? It is. <laughs> uh, cider. <laughs> it's a cider <laughs> a, a cider i brewed um back oh what have been when did we do a pickup from husted last like september or something like that 
Um, anyways, yeah, just pretty pretty straight ahead. I want to say I used eleven eighteen on this. Um, didn't do anything to it. There's, I don't even think I back sweetened it. I'm pretty sure I took it off the yeast and put it in a keg, and it's just been sitting in my basement for however long, six months, eight months, and I tapped it. Sweet. No, oh, it's good. I think it is a little yeah, sweet. No, it's, oh. Our, uh, I think the show tonight pretty much is going to be uh, cracking open some, uh, some of my beer and, and the cider from Jordan and talking about summer stuff and everybody ripping on, you know, Jordan and I's hard work. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny with a cider, Jason and I uh, cracked it open, but before he said it, I smelled it too, but I got like a, a whiff of like something piney or hoppy or something. And as I'm smelling it now, um, what I think it is, is it's the smell of like, like if you were to cut, open an apple and just like squeeze a little bit and smell it. Like it almost has that, like, um, like a pulpy, like aroma to it or something. Yeah. Um, it's very, very fresh, like really, really fresh. Um, yeah. Are you, um, are you entering this in a glint cap? I had, I hadn't thought about it. I mean, this has only been, I had only had this on tap for like a week, so I haven't really had a chance to sit down and really like, drink on it and kind of assess how good it is. So, uh, yeah, you definitely should. Um, I think I'm going to be running up to Vandermill at some point in time to drop off a, a Perry of mine. So um, I can definitely run this up for you if you wanted to. Yeah, I'm sure. I and mean, if we're not that, tasting anything that's off on it, then yeah. No, no, yeah, not at um, all. I think this is uh, the best cider I've ever had from you, honestly. Oh, check it out. Google Glint Cap. I think registration's open until January or July first of july second of july something like that um yeah second so you can second yeah all right cool yeah sure i mean why not you know it's it'd be professional feedback regardless of you know something that i've made yeah i think we brew so few ciders and parries and stuff like that that um feedback is especially important on excuse me those sort of styles and uh, Drew, oh, or I'm sorry, David, of course, says that uh, mutant cider is gluten free. So <laughs> I called myself out. Yeah. So we've, we've of course, I guess, done uh, gluten free brewing, just not beer specifically. Yeah. So. Some, yeah some I mean, the, oh, sorry. <laughs> some of the no, I was just going to the specifically not, beer. Some like, of these is media, the media that they use. Like, I think Imperial is usually, is it Imperial that's usually gluten free? And some of those, some of the yeast media does use glutinous material to be propped up, like when they mm-hmm. when the manufacturers are making it. So I know some of the like cider makers. That's like one of the things they look for if they're a gluten free brewer. But you're, yeah, that's something I've at least seen. They do have a. Uh, there's one bag of uh, yeast that they have down at the homebrew shop that specifically says gluten free on it, and I can't remember what it is, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think that is like one of their like cider yeasts or something. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure it's probably, probably not enough, but like, you know, since I don't have like a massive gluten intolerance issue, I can't speak to that exactly, but you know. Have you ever thought about that? Like what happens if, you know, sometime in the next couple of years you like develop like a gluten intolerance or something like that? Like, I don't know if I would have it in me to like change it up and just brew like 
you know, wines or something like that. Like uh, I think Mitch over at Speciation like had that happen, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I think they're doing a lot more wild wine now <clears throat> than beer uh, because of it. But man, I don't know. I don't know if my heart could take it. I don't want that to ever be. I, and I, <laughs> I see, uh, I see people, you know, putting up their gear on on Craigslist and Facebook and stuff like that occasionally for you know similar reasons, and it's always like <sighs> fingers crossed, you know. Yeah, that's right. what I'm really yep. curious to talk to this guy. You know, he's got a gluten specifically targeting a gluten free homebrew store. That's really cool. Um, I think you were working out some details to try to maybe even get some of his stuff shipped over before the show, mm-hmm. which would be super, super cool. He, um, yeah, he wants to give us some of his beer. So, yeah, um, I don't I'm know how we'll get it. We'll that. get it one way or another. Um, I've had, yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've had some. I think it was shorts did like a quinoa sorghum beer, but it was uh, tap room only, and it was it was pretty good. And uh, David just calling out that their Imperial Yeast <laughs> offers uh, house flagship and uh, seltzer cider gluten free options. That's cool. We're gonna we're gonna spend the show talking about you know how shitty like my beer is or something and, and david's gonna spend the show like shitting on us so that's well i've had like some uh, one or two of omissions beers that were decent for my memory but it's been it's been quite a few years since i've had them i just like randomly saw them was like oh what's that let me get some of that and i think i didn't even realize it was gluten-free until like i got at home it was like oh all right whatever we'll try that out <laughs> Epic used to do something too, I believe. Um, the Brainless series wasn't Brainless gluten free. Let me look it up real quick. Oh, maybe I might have a bottle of that still. What's that, Jordan? I said I might have a bottle of that still. Like, what was it, Brainless on cherries or something? Uh, they had a bunch of. I don't. I don't know if I'm mixing it up. I know Epic had a gluten free beer. I feel like maybe it was a specifically a, or a, a specific variety of brainless because they do do a bunch of different brainless. Yeah. But um, there's brainless on peaches, brainless on cherries. Um, but yeah, I thought uh, it's not looking like it. Anyway, Epic has some omission, like Brandon called out. That's cool. There's some different ones out there. I've seen gluten. You guys ever been to? I think Jordan has, right? What's that? Been to Epic? Oh, I have not. No, no. Where is where is Epic located? Uh, It's in uh, Denver, right? Think so. That sounds right. But no, I was (laughs) wait. Yes, Salt Lake City. Oh, Salt Lake City. Okay, Utah. What? Is there not another? Is there an epic in? There must be an epic in, in Colorado too, though, right? Because I've been there, to an epic there. There's definitely they definitely are exist in Denver, Colorado, but I don't know if they have other locations. No, Brian, I went to Oscar Blues when I was out there. Oh, just outside of Denver. I, I'd say Utah and Colorado, but uh, it looks not, like they're. No, I gotta look this up. It looks oh, like yeah, they're headquarters in uh, Denver, Salt Lake City. Okay. Well, that I didn't know. I thought they were they were actually based out of Colorado. So I learned something new today. But I've been to Epic in in uh, in Denver, and uh, and 
I don't remember uh, much about what any of the beer tasted like because I was sick as hell. Sheena uh, and I were, uh, we're going to uh, we're going to like one of uh, one of her surgeries, and we we stopped at like this awesome cidery and epic brewing. It's just a tap room, so Shana, okay. And uh, I was just like a miserable mess trying to like suffer my way through like tasting this beer and like. It should have been such a cool experience. I think uh, we went to Great Divide as well, which is just like a crazy. It's like standing room only, like for room for ten people in there. But um, I don't know. It, it was it was it was cool. I would really like to go back when I you know can actually taste things. Um, <laughs> the the vibe in there was very close to kind of like what what Ferndale is now just like really nice people like incredibly nice people like just everybody is really was really happy to work there and i don't know whether it was like a facade or anything like that but did they have um, hot fries we, we kind of they didn't have hot fries so maybe not as cool as ferndale used to be well neither does ferndale uh, J- J- so i was just gonna say, was gonna say yeah, J- have- jason has some words yeah yeah <laughs> no i'm like i'm really excited i'm hoping that we can get ferndale uh i think brian's talking to them about coming on and doing an episode i was just really really bummed out i was there last week and they uh they changed their menu since the last time brian and i was there i was so looking forward to go out and eating the hot fries it's like talking about it for weeks and then to get there and uh not only no hot fries but we got there like right before the the kitchen closed so we didn't get to eat anything because i had a pretty pretty killer looking mushroom quesadilla but uh couldn't eat anything but it was a friend of ours uh we went with um dave and joanne jones it was joanne jones's 200th tagabrew tag was ferndale awesome Um, it was really cool that's a lot yeah oh man i'm kidding I'm, I think I'm, I'm crushing this cider, Jordan. It is it is very crushable. Oh, good. So in case um, in case some of you guys missed the last minute post, was it last Friday? A week? No, not not this past Friday, but a week ago Friday. Okay, I think. Anyway, um, Brian and I got the opportunity to go on Better on Draft and uh, hang out with those hmm. guys for an evening, and uh, it was kind of the last minute. They, you know, they reached out or they reached out earlier in the day, but we, um, we're not the greatest at checking, uh, Michigan Brew's email cause nobody uses it. And, um, <laughs> so, so we found out like, I think it was like an hour before the show, uh, 50 minutes. Yeah. And, and then it was like, are we going to do it? Yeah, we're going to do it. You know? And then, and of course they don't like pre-post their shows. Um, because they have a, a kind of a centralized web page where they they host everything through, and uh, you know, so I think two minutes before we went on air, I threw a post up to be like, "Hey, come check it out." Uh, so I don't know if anybody got to see that. Um, you can check it out on on YouTube and Facebook. Um, there's gluten free uh, yeah, there comments. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Can't wait to talk to you uh, and, and have you on the show. Yeah, I don't know if you were listening to us home. when uh, when we were talking about you a minute ago, but yeah. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Uh, where was I? Oh, so um, yeah, I had a good time on on uh, on uh, better on draft. It was it was fun chatting with those guys. Um, uh, we are definitely different shows. Um. Um, that's for sure. You know, you know, our focus is more on the home brewing community or the brewing community in Michigan specifically, um, whether that be actually distilling, uh, venting, 
uh, home brewing, professional brewing. You know, that's kind of where our, our passion lies. And, and they're really more about like this beer in general and, um, you know, kind of beer across the country and trying specific beers or, or beer trends, things like that. Um, All about the fun side. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> they really keep up on the news. And, and if you, I mean, their, their news segments are actually pretty, um, pretty informative, especially about like local Michigan legislation and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, they do a good job about keeping up on it. So um, I've, I've learned quite a bit about what's going on in Michigan with regards to like beer law and stuff like that. Uh, listening to their show. So definitely go check them out and go listen to our episode. Cause I thought it was quite good. And I beat Jason at trivia. So he did. My, I got my bullshit. I got <laughs> Actually, you know, if David would have been watching, maybe like they were asking me the beer comic book questions. Like, come on, yeah, I would have failed that. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then they then they love they love Brian, you know, some like beer science shit. I'm like, come on. Uh, oh yeah, ask the science guy science questions. Rigged, right? Rigged. And I get I get beer comic book questions. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, it, it was funny that, you know, they, they kind of joked around about us uh, stealing their idea, and, and uh, I wanted to give them some more shit for that. Um, but uh, we are totally uh, separate. Um, I think we're going to try to hook up with them in a few months and have them actually come over to our show and kind of talk a little bit more about um, about what we're doing, what they're doing, I mean. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Better on Draft. I think the link is still up on our Facebook page. Um and then, yeah, you get to see Brian and I hang out for an hour with those guys. I, w- I watched you guys over the weekend. I didn't catch you live because it was it was even a little short notice for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was having dinner. I didn't I, even, um, like, I came back and I had, like, 70, 80 some odd text messages on my phone. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Michigan they never answered. Like, Jordan, are you coming? Jordan, are you there? No, yeah, yeah. no. Nope, nope. <laughs> We're going without him. I uh, I mentioned it like on their show, and I, I think Jason probably agrees. Like I I said that, and I tell other people, it's like I know a lot about beer, but I don't know a lot about beers, uh, like breweries and like special releases that they have, and like what's popular from where, and like what's super hype, and what's worth like two hundred dollars on secondary market and stuff like that. Like I, I know how to make you know everything except gluten free beer. Uh, but, um, we'll get to that, but I don't know a lot about, yeah, the, the other stuff. So, uh, it was, it was cool. Like they had a lot of homebrewing related questions for us, um, that we were able to answer. And I, th- I think some of our answers maybe surprised them, um, our, our own personal thoughts at least. And then, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be, it'll be cool to kind of flip it and reverse it, you know, <laughs> there's Sometimes a, there's a, there's a song quote there, isn't there? Yes, definitely. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, that's, that's what I, I was thinking of too. Yeah, I believe it's a corn song. Yeah, yep. yeah. something. Maybe a little biscuit. <laughs> uh, what are we opening next? Good question. I, I'm. I chug this shit. I yeah, cider is fucking delicious. So, well, I mean, I I don't have any authority here, but uh, the check pills sounded like a good option. I think I saw one of those when I was looking there. I got yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm going to walk away real quick. No, you're not allowed. Get back <laughs> here, Brandon. Where's my bottle opener? There it is. So, 
I don't want to talk about this beer while Brandon's away since he'll miss all the, you know. Oh, he's he's right there. He's gritty details that we love. Uh, that's when we talk about Brandon. Oh, hi, Brandon. <laughs> I'm wearing I'm wearing shorts at least. You know, <laughs> we noticed. <laughs> so this is my first Chuck Bills. Uh, it's a Czech premium pill, so uh, one of the slightly higher ABV ones. I think this uh, is around 5.2%. Well carbonated. Um, right it's it's oh. carbonated enough, at least. Beautiful. Um, smells smells like sauce hops. Five ounces of sauce hops for the entire thing, actually, which is – it kind of surprised me when I was looking at other recipes and trying to put this recipe together. Um, I've never really used sauce before. And so, um, yeah, I didn't really realize how low it was, like on the you know alpha acids. I think it's only something like three percent, maybe four or something like that. I can smell the yeast. Uh, care thank you for the like... streaming banner. What yeast did you use? Uh, it so this like... was fermented using Urkel, ah, the Imperial right. Urkel. Yeah, I, should, I, should so I figure you know Pilsner Urkel. Uh, I might as well use Urkel yeast. So. <laughs> um, uh, it's fermented uh, traditional lager temp. I think it was around 52 degrees. Um, something I, I read about and I decided to try. Um, I, I feel there's this quote going around, and and I don't know whether it's you know true or not. But um, so you guys probably know who Annie Johnson is. Um, at one point in time, I think she won like one of the biggest like Pilsner Urquell like clone competitions. She took like a Homebrewer of the year at uh, NHC some odd years ago, uh, really talented brewer, and this is kind of like her uh, like beer style. And there's this quote saying that that she recommends or she thinks that um, this particular style of beer absolutely 100% needs to be mashed at around like the 4.8 pH, um, mm. maybe even a little bit lower. So uh, I went at yeah. So I, I mashed this at, at four point eight uh, pH, which is you know quite a few points lower than what I normally go to. I'm never lower than five point two usually, um, and I don't really know what that's supposed to accomplish. I need to read up on that more. I I didn't put in enough time between uh, the time I decided that I wanted to brew this and the time that I actually brewed it. Aside from what I already knew about uh, the style, so. Um, but I think it turned out okay, and I don't think the pH really affected anything negatively. I don't know what it improved or, or didn't do, but I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. You can like see damn near right through. You can see the it's beautiful like, the letters on the glass on the behind it. Like, yeah, it's quite clear, cleared up yeah. really nicely. Good color. If anybody. Um, so this beer I have in a keg with a uh, one of the clear beer draft systems. Um, it's a top draw, um, ah, uh, top draw uh, dip tube basically for a keg. I have uh, two kegs with those in it, and I usually reserve those for the beers that I want to have clear. Um, like I usually don't use them for my New Englands, but I'll throw like a you know a cider in them or like a my lagers or or something like that. Um, and I think with a little bit of finings. Um, yeah, works pretty well. Uh, this one did use gelatin. I know you guys aren't. <gasps> Excuse me. Yeah, I know you guys are okay with that. Oh no! Yeah. I'm but ingesting David. David, if <laughs> you <need> that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just yeah, you cut out half our homebrew club, uh, so be aware. 
if anybody uh, when we get together <laughs> next week to drink beer, don't 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 drink any. Check. You know, I've I've only ever used gluten twice and had very varied gluten results. You mean gelatin? Gelatin? <laughs> 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 the gluten? Oh. <laughs> gelatin. Yes, twice. That's it. And first time I did it, it uh, didn't work. <laughs> I don't know I, if I, I do did think... something completely wrong or what, but yeah, just beer stayed hazy. Uh, I, I, got, I think uh, there's only so much yeah, that you can do sometimes. Mind. Was it an IPA that you tried to do it with? You know, I can't recall. This was like five years ago, man. I can't recall what I had for breakfast yeah. yesterday. So that's <laughs> like pixie sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it was, it was a fun experiment. I think I know, uh, I actually bought some Pilsner Urkel uh, to try side by side with this. And, um, Pilsner Urkel is, is more clear than this is even like, I, I know it's like quite clear, but it's not, it's mm. Pilsner Urkel is even more like polished than this. Um, and I feel like it had just a bit more of a clean, crisp, like bite to it and not so much yeast character. Like Brandon kind of picks out a little bit. Like I wouldn't say that there's like a lot of yeast character, but again, I, I think it's definitely noticeable. Um, I mean, I think it's, a, it's appropriate to have a little bit of diacetyl in a Czech pills. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's kind of what it reminds me of. Like, but not, it's not dominant. Like you've made like a nasty, like a nasty diacetyl. It's a good, it's a good amount. <laughs> Okay, it's just no like slightly noticeable. Yeah, it's not, but it's supposed to be there in a Jack pills. So like, it's it's, not... it, I don't even see. I don't even equate it to like that diacetyl-y flavor in my head. I just think of it as that pilsner, like that. In that right amount, you hit that right amount. It's 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 what pilsners are supposed to taste like. And that's that's kind of why I'm like, I'm so on the fence about like the like pseudo pilsners. Mm. Um. I, I tried to make a, a Maybach with Oslo uh, last year, and I thought it was, like, fine. Like, it was super fine. It was good. It was a good drinkable beer. Um, it didn't have that lager character like you were describing, Jason, but it was clean, almost too clean, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think I turned that into – no, it was 2019, and I turned that into the, the Michigan Homebrew Festival. Um to get feedback on it. And I, and I think it scored like mid low thirties, like 34 or something like that. Um, and I, I got to remember what the feedback was, but, but basically it was, it was that it was missing character. It was missing like life. <laughs> like it was too, too plain. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Sorry, if if uh, does it feel like I'm to anybody else in chat? You know, does it feel like I'm lagging at all or anything like that? I just want to make sure yeah. that maybe it could okay. it could just be me. Like like uh, I didn't want to interrupt you as you were saying, but like no, it's fine. It's probably it. it's probably just me. My internet's been fucking wonky lately. You gotta get that one gig out there or something. No joke. <laughs> supposed fiber. To be, it's supposed to be running five hundred down and like one twenty up or something like that, but. We'll see. charter has been telling me for years that I'm, you're going to get 200 megabits per second, but my neighborhood is still 100. 
like for years. You're going to be upgraded to 200 megabits per second. Nope. <laughs> it's not happened yet. Yeah. So. David says, yeah, diacetyl is a dirty word in, in many beer styles. And I, um, yeah, there, there are even surprisingly, like I think like uh, in Russian Imperial Stouts, um, some people prefer to have a little bit of diacetyl in there just because it adds one more layer of depth. You know, you have the bitterness, you have the dark malts, you have the uh, maybe potentially uh, slightly high, you know, final gravity and sugar content, maybe a little diacetyl. And then you age that for, you know, however long, three months plus, and it just sort of becomes this delicious like concoction of all these like crazy flavors and and becomes beautiful i get it i can see where it complements an imperial stout or something that's thick and heavy you know where that that buttery richness can kind of mm-hmm. uh enhance it or um you know add to it i just said the same fucking thing twice two different ways okay <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and, and so it, there are styles that it works, you know, and, and Pilsners, I think it should be present, but not, you know, super noticeable. And, um, but it's funny, you know, I've, I've talked to, um, you know, he mentions, uh, you know, British and other European styles. It, it's even, even here, like in Michigan, you know, we've been to breweries that, that it's like all of their beer has some kind of diastole character and you, you talk to them or, you, you know, you uh, you know, just find out if that's something that, that they're going for, if it's something that they're dealing with. And, and they're like, you know, if we changed it, if we cleaned it up, if we took it out, our, 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 our locals wouldn't drink it. You know, they, they, like that's what they're, <laughs> yeah. you know, the flavor that they've gotten used to. Um, you know, so it's, it is an off flavor, but it's not a, it, it, it depends on the beer and if it's a flaw, you know, it's not a flaw in every, every area. Oh. This is delicious. I, I love this. Thank yeah. you, it's fine. Sir. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll probably throw it into. Uh, I'm gonna throw it into the state fair. I think we'll save some bottles and see how it does up there. Um, so I think we have to I, drop off to the state fair like right after they announce nationals. Yeah. So I'm waiting to see what yeah. nationals gives us back before I figure out what I'm dropping <laughs> at the state fair. That's the 19th, right? 29th. No, 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 I'm sorry, Nationals. Yeah, Nationals. Uh, is it, oh. I think it's the 29th. Hold on. Oh, I thought it was way sooner. Hmm. Yeah. 29th is a Tuesday. Oh, sweet. We even have more time. Yeah, June seventeenth okay, and nineteenth. Okay, I okay, I was wrong. Okay, good. So we're, we're we have to like drop off to State Fair in early July, and so we get mid June. We get we get our results back. We should have our results back before um, we have to drop off for State Fair. That's all. For, and for if you get a medal, right? Yeah. If you get a national medal, <laughs> you just retire. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. One one day, one one day, someone in collab or, uh, collab or keepers. Well, people in collab have nobody in keepers has brought home a national medal yet. So, I think somebody in keepers has or collab has, right? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I don't no, know. It's somebody that you were talking to out at, at the Michigan Homebrew Festival. It wasn't collab, Jason. So yeah, was it? I know there, there's there's a guy from the east side. Yeah, the, the my inspiration, and I forget his name, but he won in 2019. He won a gold medal for Old Ale with a, There's 
there's a guy from KB that's taken one or two, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Oh yeah, we, we definitely have some talented yeah. brewers over here on the. On the oh, on the for West sure. But. So, uh, I, he, Greg asked. Mm. Greg, 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 don't tell me I got your name wrong. Brian, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, Brian from Gluten Free Brew Spice says, "Are we doing the Catalina Warm Mixer?" And we're not, as far as I know. Um, it's it's hard to swing because we are all West Side, and uh, and I, I, you know we're we're friends with all those guys out there. Um, in fact, I just saw, uh, you know, our, our good friend Nikki just brewed her, uh, the winning beer from the last Catalina Wort Mixer, right? I think they brew a, brewed a brown at, at uh, Cadillac Straits a few weeks ago. Um, but we don't get to participate in that one as much at all. Really, David might have done it. No, you guys, uh, David and you guys did uh, Goshen, right? Yeah, we went down to Goshen, and we talked about doing the Catalina Word Mixer. Just I think that it just didn't work out in 2019. Um, so 2022, uh, we'll definitely try to like get that on the agenda because we definitely want to be more part of like everything that's going on in Michigan. Um, yeah, it just so happens that you know the majority of the stuff happens you know over on the east side of the state and east stuff. Yeah. So yeah. When we go to Homebrew Festival, um, there's like. 16 clubs from the west side and then eight clubs from the east side yeah well now three i think uh but us prime time and who east side west side shut up um <laughs> it's the it's the mead it's the mead segment of prime time it is Ooh. oh come on they, they have their own like subgroup yeah it's not the Mead Mamas, is it, or something? No, that Mead Mamas part of craft. Okay. Oh, no, momento. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. <laughs> it's been a day, David. David God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been more of a day for George. Oh. <laughs> can't even uh, get names right. I, I just can't anymore today. Oh, my God. I need a drink Bruce more. Mosquitoes. <laughs> The ah, brisquitos. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yep. Fair enough. So anyway, where the fuck were we going? I I want to talk about. Um, you mentioned George. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're all having that day. Uh, I know. Um, no, you, Jason, you mentioned. Uh, uh, fuck! What did you mention? What was I going to talk about? <laughs> um, I know. Oh Just my god! Dera- derailed everything. State fair <laughs> nationals. <sighs> All right. Oh, you know what it was? It was a. Uh, you had mentioned that we have like our particular like, um, like tastes, like kind of like a regional taste sort of thing. What, what were you talking about when when you said that? Uh, I've talked to, to to brewers before that you know if, um, you know they, 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 they have that minerally water diacetyly you know that's what it was flavors that are just part of their it's kind of part of their brand you know I um I, I think that happens a lot at least here in Southwest Michigan and maybe over in the southeast too. Um, I feel like we, in just in Michigan in general, really spoiled with our beer. 
but we also have a very particular taste because of what we've been drinking sort of our entire lives. Um, so like, as an example, like when uh, Fat Tire came to Michigan, like it was a super big deal. Uh, everybody went out and got some Fat Tire. And um, not a single person that I talked to was really like, yo, this totally lives up to, you know, all of the hype. Like, this is such a great beer. Like, it was like, well, I'm glad I just bought a six pack of this and, you know, it was fine. And I'm going to go back to drinking my two hearted or my Bell's yeah. Amber or, you know, whatever. Like, um, you know, and, and it's not that it's not a good beer. It's just that um, maybe it's not what we like around here. And the same thing is I'm kind of seeing happening with New England IPAs a little bit. Like, they were really, really popular over on the east side of the country, you know, years and years ago. And they started coming over here. And this sort of game of telephone happened where these brewers started hearing about these beers, not necessarily being able to taste them because sometimes they're hard to acquire. Instead, trying to brew something of their own based on what they read online. Um, you know, that trend moves across the United States. And all of a sudden, we have like all these regionally explicit styles of the same beer. Um, we, we like our New England's maybe just a little more sweet here, a little less bitter, um, but still like bitterly like balanced. Um, like over on the, the east side, I feel like all the original New England's that I've had have been not nearly as hazy as what we have here and very much more like just focused on getting the hop flavor out, not focused on the haze. Um, just really actually having that be the true byproduct that it's supposed to be. Um, and, and that, that, that really <laughs> shows through. So, yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, the, there's, there was stuff happening over on the West side of the, the country. I think that's where like the brute IPA started, you know, quite a few years ago. And that sort of trended eastward a little bit. Um, maybe, I, I don't know. That's, that's kind of where my head cannons at for it, but <laughs> yes, women Ipa. Yeah, I, I, I just think that um, I don't know. I, I think that the the beer that we have around here is is very good. I guess in, in at the end of the day, and and a lot of the yes. beer that we get shipped to us from around the country is probably good as well. It's just not what we have acquired uh, or have acclimated our taste buds to. So, oh, yeah. absolutely. I, I will say like I, that being said, when I was out in Colorado and Brian, you may have came across the same thing. Like we, my wife and I went to a lot of these, like, as you said, like standing room only breweries. Like I remember we mm -hmm. went to one, it was like, you had to walk through somebody's backyard to get to this little like shack where they <laughs> brewed. Um, and I had some phenomenal beers uh, out there. Um, but yeah, there is like a different profile to them. Like they all had like a similar taste out there, uh, as opposed to like out here. So Inferior. yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're just used to our water. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing new. I mean, you know, and, and if you go back to Germany or, or, um, you know, yep. Eastern Europe, you know, I mean, there's whole varieties of beer that are just named after the region yep. they came from, you know, the, whether England versus Germany. Right. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. and, and it's all based on the water, the water profile, the hardness, the salinity, all of that shit. Um, you know, it's just right now, Michigan gets to, to say that uh, not only Michigan, um, 
But the Kalamazoo area of Michigan gets to boast the best beer in the country. I think again <laughs> for the fourth year in a row. Yes. So, yeah. whatever. I mean, I and I say it. I say I've said it on the show multiple times. As soon as I move, as soon as I don't have this beautiful well that I'm sitting on, my brewing oh, just went to shit. Went just went to <laughs> shit. Yeah. So oh, that's good. a good question. Well, that's yeah. a great question. That is a great question. Should a brewer go with local water profile? And I think the resounding answer should be no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's true. But I'll, I'll let you answer first. I, I, well, I would say um, you really got to look at your water. Water is such a you know it's 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 the majority of what beer is made out of. And you know we've had so there is there is one thing about regional flavor, and because that's what I feel like I have. I've got like an artesian well. I'm sitting on great water. We've tested it out. It's beautiful. It makes good beer. Um, but um, we've also had beer from people, you know, in the city uh, that, you know, it comes out very chlorinated or, um, you know, very chemically. And so yeah. I would, you really got to, you, you got to be cognizant of where you're at and what your water profile uh, is. Um, you know, if you're in the city, if you're on a, a municipal water supply, um, if you're in, yeah, the, not, not <laughs> flint water, yeah. by all means. But I mean, you know, we've we had out. We we had a member uh, donate a keg to Homebrew Fest a couple of years ago, and it was like we tapped it, and everybody in like five feet of the keg could smell pool water. It was like chlorine, and and he had brewed like the day that they flushed the system or some shit, you know, and. Um, and that stuff's yeah. supposed to off gas. Like, I don't even know how there, there must've been so much in there. I've had uh, that beer before too. And that was a delicious beer. I was, he I was brewed it again the next year and it was fine. It, yep. You know, and it is, it's delicious beer. But so I would say, no, don't just be like, Oh, local water profile. Be yep. careful. Cause a lot of Michigan is, is got municipal water and, uh, yeah, definitely too soon, David. Um, but if, if you, if you've got an area, you know, you're out in the country or you've got an area, a uh, place that you can get water, um, that's that's you know well water i think michigan has great water um i don't know if that's how bells started you know and larry's just building a profile based on you know what he hit years ago i'm, I'm probably not but um go ahead brian you had a opposing view i don't think you should i think you should be careful yeah agreed well yeah yeah um and, and I think that you you went on a tour of Bell's with us too. Um, I believe that Bell's does use city water. Uh, they just treat it and they yep. do adjust it, but they don't use RO or anything like that. Um, some places do. I think Sierra Nevada might use RO water. I think they have like a huge, huge RO system or mm -hmm. Lagunitas or somebody like that. But um, so when I first started brewing, I was very adamant because I read one comment on like homebrew talk somewhere when I first started learning how to brew that convinced me that like, um, you need to use like what water you have available to you because then it'll become like your beer. Um, it'll be your flavor in, you know, blah, 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 blah. And since then I've, I've stopped using city water and I, and I, I use RO, um, which is odd for me having this opinion, but I think that the way that uh, we as brewers make our beer and our systems and our uh, the way that we treat our yeast and the way that we you know do our fermentations, the way that we package our beer, uh, adds so much other character to our beer that um, that that the water isn't 
just going to be the defining factor. And there's so much more to it. Um, so I think that if you have a particular way that you want to, you know, brew and you want to use RO water and you want to do like uh, salt additions and stuff like that, uh, go for it. And it's still going to be your beer and it's still going to taste like your beer. Um, that's, that's my, that's my stance. I, I think science has come in and wrecked, uh, you know, yeah. the, 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 yeah. the beauty of having that unique regional flavor of having that Goza or having Pilsner or, um, you know, having those specific styles of beer because that was the water that they got. One, you know, those those historically, um, you know, specific styles and flavors of beer were done long before, uh, you know, chemical treatment was in place. <laughs> long before there was societies and, and cities and municipalities that were doing that with water. Um, so I, I think, I think, uh, and today, like I said, it's kind of outscienced it, right? You know, now we have the ability to um, to decide that we're going to brew a Pilsner and build a Pilsner water profile, and, mm -hmm. you know, matching Pilsner's yep. water profile. Yeah. Um, so science is kind of fucked it. Right. My tap water is hard as fuck, is what I call that. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I guess since I have a, so a software that works now, it's now, you know, sodium -y as fuck comparatively <laughs> but uh yeah same which is better so yeah but i i just think that i think i think um the the water regional unique flavors of, uh, brought on by water i think is i, I think that that ship sailed like we're, we're too scientific to to do that that said if anybody in my homebrew club wants to brew really good beer you're welcome to come get some out of my house because it's fucking awesome <laughs> i i might i might your, do that your beer is awesome <laughs> yeah uh, Brandon, I'm out of curiosity. Did you get the hardness tested on your water? Do you know what your number is? I mean, so I, I changed my so water softener out myself, which was a disaster. But it, I did too, just like the, three, four weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. My, oh, same here. About three yeah. weeks ago. It was a disaster because of the softener. So in a manufacturing defect and I, re, and I returned it and got a new one and it had the same manufacturing defect. So, Ooh. but I was able to fix the second one. It wasn't as bad on that one. So, anyways, A.O. Smith, F you. Um, <laughs> not a sponsor. Uh, yeah, not a sponsor. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah. So hardness, I just use like the you know litmus type strips. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's what, what I that's what I did too. I was just curious, like hard, what your hard as it can go like. on the on there is what it was. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say mine was, mine was close. Mine was five out of like 27. Like one is like as far down as you can yeah. go. So now my cold water is about as soft as it can go, but my hot water is about a little higher than that. Um, just because of, I, I assume it's because of all the residual, uh, crap in my mm -hmm. hot water heater <laughs> yeah yep. yeah it's it's taken me like three four cycles of my water softener to get rid of all the shit in my hot water tank i have I a think, tds meter david i just don't use it much anymore because you know basically it was just like too much <laughs> but yes i should use it, it just yes yes <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I uh, I need another beer. I was just gonna yeah. say that. What's like, that? I'm, what yeah. am I grabbing? Hey, hey, what, are uh, these, what are these abbreviations? What's LC? What's SH? I, I, I don't so want to do LC's, right now. 
Yeah, we, we can save that for last if we get to it. Open up a PA. That's a, that's a single hot pale ale. I don't have a PA, Brian. What? I have oh, haze. Uh, haze. Yours, yours probably is SH. SH, so it's single hot. So. Okay. All right. Yeah, so we're getting a get me confused. A sneak peek at uh, Brian's cooking <laughs> organizational beer. skills. So, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, our homebrew club um, two months ago started a cookie beer competition where we all had to brew beer uh, using at least one package of uh, uh, commercially available cookies. And uh, Brian did a lemon cream cookie sour ale. Yeah. Yep. Wait. And, wait a uh, second. What was the top supposed to say? S H. Okay. Okay. Good. Because oh. you said you said lemon cream, and I looked down. And I got oh, L C <laughs> on the top of one of these. I, I was supposed like, to grab. I was supposed to grab S H. S H. Oh, I grabbed P A. You no no. So Brandon's is labeled P. A. I don't. Don't worry, <laughs> Brandon. You, you're right. Brian's an idiot. But anyway, uh, we get so to this try was, uh, uh, Brian's cookie beer. Yeah. Um, what's What's the base style? Um, oh, this, so this, this is a one, smash beer, right? It's it smash-ish. Call this smash okay. beer. Um, it, it's it's uh. Yeah, it's all Maris Otter with one pound of white wheat, and then uh, all the hops are HBC 630. So Brandon's tried this before out at um, a, a club get-together behind Houston Farms. Um, mm -hmm. I brought a little bit of this, but yeah, the, the hop is HBC 630. I love let me pull. Let me pull up the description, because it doesn't actually have the name yet. Okay, so the LC is actually your cookie beer? Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought this was. I took a sip of it. I was like, I don't taste any. Cookies. I was. I was. It's a that, cookie sour. We spent so much time it on it. I thought that's one. what I was drinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was so, trying to talk it up that it's a cookie sour that we should save till the end because it's 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 gonna it's good but it's cookie sour. So HBC 630 is a <clears throat> complex and fruity uh, mm. hop with sweet fruits and berries like raspberry and cherry, along with sweet candy-like esters and lactones, giving creamy mm. notes of peach and banana. I don't the, know if uh, I've ever heard the term scripture. lactones. What is that? Oh, I, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, according to Google, they are cyclic carboxylic esters. Oh, perfect. Yeah, Let me just reach back <laughs> like 12 years in the chemistry and pull that knowledge back out. Wasn't like that going to be like your major day. for a while? It is. I kind of, it's my chemistry is my minor. So like, I should oh, know this. Okay. I could, I could probably, <laughs> if I had a whiteboard behind me, I could probably do like a fucking half-assed attempt at what the chemical structure looks like, but. All right. So not complex, just a, so a single I, hop real ale. You called uh, you called out the berry characteristics. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see what you guys think. the The keg's almost empty because I've just been sipping on it for so long. But <laughs> I get I get um, maybe it's just me, but I get pine on the nose. When I first kegged this beer, um, about every other pour, I would get marijuana. 
I mean, yeah, well, was, yeah, I could, I could see, um, I could see that little dank. So, yeah, dank resinous. Speaking about berry characteristics, though, Brian, how is that uh, triple berry mead doing? <laughs> so, yeah, not that we have any uh, uh, Michigan homebrew fest, you know, people listening in right now, really, besides. Excuse me, like a like a Mr. David or something like that. But um, we have a special surprise that you know. I guess our listeners get to find out about. It's not a surprise anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So Jason, uh, Drew Doster, and I um, are putting together five gallons of drinking a (laughs) what is it? A blueberry, blackberry, and raspberry. Yeah, Yeah, uh, dessert mead. Um, so I have it fermented at my house right now. Um, I had to split it into two separate batches. It's 36 pounds of honey, 60 pounds of fruit. Um, I think it used in total around like 60 gram. I'm I'm sorry, like 30 grams of a 71 B, um, just tons and tons of yeast nutrients. The, the original gravity was somewhere around like 1170. I plan on it finishing somewhere close to, uh, like 1065, 1070. Um, and we're going to have so, about hopefully five gallons of it. And the, the keg uh, is going to be worth probably a little bit over $300 of raw ingredients. That, that, that was what I was going to say. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we're drinking yeah. a beer whistle. And I said, <laughs> wouldn't it be awesome if we could uh, put together, uh, you know, a, a dessert meat for homebrew festival. And, and in my mind, I was thinking, you know, like a gallon or two, like a normal, normal batch, a two and a half gallon batch or, you know, and uh, Brian instantly fucking rolled this up into a keg. <laughs> and then, yeah, next thing you know, the, ne- the next morning I'm buying a cart full of fruit at Costco and, uh, <laughs> and we're dropping over 300 bucks on a keg. Uh, so I don't care if you if you know the secret or not, man. That's definitely going to be a specialty tapping at home <laughs> festival. It will uh, be. If, if those numbers come in right, you're going to be pegging around what thirteen percent, fourteen percent, fourteen percent. How big of a fermenter are you using for that? Just to, to uh, two seven gallon buckets. Okay, two yeah. seven gallon buckets. So yeah, I'll yep. Yeah. I have a thankfully I have a nice um, stand up freezer, and so so it can't fit both the buckets like side by side it's just a little bit too small for that um and i can't stack them on top of one another because the buckets need um the you know spot for the airlock and balancing it just a little bit off to the side of the airlock on the bucket felt a little risky so you don't want to just dump one bucket in gallons worth of meat on the floor yeah right right um I stuck one bucket in. I stuck another bucket in upside down, which was a little bit shorter. I put some disc golf discs on top of it to make it the same height as the other bucket. This is and then I stacked the other. I stayed, <laughs> and then I stacked the other bucket, uh, you know, spaced out between those two. And then uh, I just I stuck my temp control probe uh, on one of them and assumed that they'll be roughly the same temperature because. It's all well. It's, it's going to get blended anyways. So, so. Once a little so this off, is, exactly. Uh, getting drunk uh, with a couple of friends and 
waste of money. Uh, it's got to be the it's most. It's not going to be a waste. Day. It's absolutely not going to be a waste. What what it's honey did you guys waste. use? A mix. So this, right? yeah, this was um, uh, this was wild. Or I'm sorry, this was orange blossom honey. Um, nothing special. In fact, I think it was Web Restaurant Store like uh, uh, orange blossom honey. So, but I mean, so you nothing, did supplement you know, with, with super like fancy, tangerine but. blossom or something, right? So yeah, the the whole thing required um, thirty six ounces of honey, <laughs> yeah, oh, thirty six oh. pounds of honey. Yeah, um, and Jason donated fifteen pounds, and I had fifteen pounds left over um, of this like bulk order that we did from the web restaurant store. So I needed six more pounds. Um, I had four pounds that's, of that's around three gallons, honey. three gallons of honey, about ish. Yeah, so uh, 12, 12 pounds of honey is one gallon. So uh, it was about two and a half gallons, okay, roughly. Water. Yeah. Okay. Um, of, of just what was donated. And then, yeah, about three pounds for uh, the total recipe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I used four pounds of tangerine blossom that I had uh, from Sean Harris in Hawaii. Um, it's his birthday today, randomly. So, uh, happy really yeah, Mr. Go, Harris. Yeah, go go buy some of his honey. Uh, it's awesome. I got a lahua blossom, a coffee blossom, a tangerine blossom from him. They're all amazing. Um, and then I still needed two more pounds, so I used two pounds of um, an orange blossom that I got from Flying Bee Ranch, I think, which is another good honey supplier. Um, um, just to throw in, I've got I've got some mango blossom mead fermenting Ooh. from his honey right now. Uh, mango blossom Sweet honey. Yeah. That uh that ginger mead actually that I gave you, Brandon, is uh, made with that tangerine blossom. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so thirty six pounds total and uh, sixty pounds of fruit, thirty pounds in each fermenter. Um, stepped up the yeast or prep the yeast up with you know go firm uh, to begin with um got that all prepped tossed it into each fermenter uh did a kind of a standard like a uh, staggered nutrient addition uh for each of the meads the berries provide so much natural uh, nitrogen that you don't need as much nutrient as you would with like a standard like traditional mead so i roughly cut it in half i think i targeted like 175 yen uh, for each bucket um so then i used firm k and dap uh, for the additions for each one of those buckets and used lalazime ex and opti red uh, for some additional enzymes for each of those two for color stabilization and uh and some other goodies i think one of those has like pectic enzyme included in it as well um it, as long as i've used those i've never had any issues with clarity in my big berry meads so i'm assuming it has some of that in there so yeah uh, i'm excited to see what it turns out like hopefully it's not 300 worth of shit so that's i'm sure it'll be good uh, uh we can hope for the best i guess uh, but we're gonna have it on tap probably um we might even push it like on co2 and it might even get just a little bit of like the slightest bit of like carbonation in it, which um, if it's not acidic enough, and I don't know if I'm going to mess with it too much, but if it's not acidic enough, that might actually kind of add just a little bit of to it, which um, could be cool. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We still have time to play with it, but 
Uh, tell us about your your mango blossom, Brandon. Like I, what did that even taste like? I, I haven't got to taste any of his mango blossom honey. Um, I mean, I'll admit I don't have the best palate to clarify. It was good. <laughs> I tried a little bit as I was yeah. making it. I didn't use a ton. I didn't use. I still have most of it left because this was okay. I, um, so this was supposed to be like more of a hydromel, so like a lower ABV, highly carbonated. Okay. But yeah. since I didn't know the exact amount of sugar, because I, what I did was I went to uh, I went to Costco and they have Langer's uh, like mango, what are they? Mango juice, anyways. So I bought like mm-hmm. four ga- four gallons of mango juice, and then I had the oh, shit. and then I got um, I had the mango blossom honey, and then I also have my mango puree that I use like in my mango New England. And I was like, oh, I'm going to add just a little bit of that as well. So I put like one of those cans in, which are, there was only like 30 ounces, but it's mango, pure mango puree with some, it has some sugar in it too. So I didn't know exactly yeah. what it was going to come out. I was aiming for like yeah. six to 8%, I assumed, but it ended up being more like nine to 10%. Wow. <laughs> so yep. once I had everything in there, <laughs> and I, so I only added, I think like four pounds of honey into it really. So it's, okay. so it's not like a, It'll it'll be interesting, like and I and I decided because I had a, a New England in my uh, temperature control and I really only have room for one thing in there. I was like, well, what am, mm-hmm. how am I going to ferment this? I could just use some wine yeast and you know be smart. But I was like, you know what? I have a couple packets of uh, of a Voss Vike uh, Lalamond out in my fridge. I'm like, I'll just throw that in there. I, I'm fine with some like you know pithy or like a citrusy character in it as well. That works fine with mango as far as I'm concerned. So. I put my little heat wrap on it and just fermented it at 90. It's probably, I haven't taken a hydrometer reading, oh. but, but looking at the airlock activity, it's probably done. It's been a little over a mm-hmm. week, which is, and I put, I was kind of actually, do you, I think you might watch them. Do you watch uh, doing the most um, podcast at all? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. I mean, kind of, I just watched him. So I just like watched some of uh, his stuff and I, I just put like a, uh, since I was planning on being a lower ABV, I like I just planned on putting ten grams of uh, Fermato in it and just kind of doing a mm-hmm. just one dose of it. I didn't want to do standard nutrients, so yeah, yeah. Plus, I had the mango puree, which supposedly mango is like one of those fruits that has a good amount of nutrients in it on its own. So I put a little, I put a little bit in that. I figured that should be plenty of nutrients, and I definitely, it definitely didn't smell. It smelled like mango the entire way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but anyway, but it was definitely. Uh, I mean, it, it it tastes great right now. I just tried some yesterday, and it was, uh, you know, it def- it's definitely dry. So that's why I say it. I'm pretty sure it's done fermenting. I just, you know, no rush. It's been a week. It's it's mead. I expect it to take much longer than that, but it's it's like, and it was at 90 degrees for a solid uh, week. That's neat that you used bike for mead. I think that's. I yeah, that's, that's interesting. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I've used it for a bear, uh, mixed berry mead before too. So, like, I've I've used. Really? I th- I like it for that. You got to make sure to nutrient it up because it's 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 a hog like that. But uh, but it's also good at not barring a few of the specific strains. It's pretty good about not producing terrible off flavors. So I I kind of like mm-hmm. it for. Uh, I would worry that it would that. come out like hot. Like um, it could. But that's cool. Yeah. That, that's real cool. Yeah. Um, but speaking of mango, how's your Arclight brew going? 
Um, I, you know, I was thinking, like, I was like, man, maybe I don't, I don't, since you're my uh, middleman mostly with one moment communicating on. with that, <laughs> he said around mid uh, mid June it should be on tap. So hopefully, maybe in like a week or so it'll be on tap. But you know, it's been you know. I hope he watches this because I gave him your number like five fucking times. Oh, he has and my yet, email too. I've responded yeah. to him an email. <laughs> but so like, it's a little backstory. What? Why are you brewing it up? Yeah, go right talk now? it up. Talk it up. Oh, uh, so I must have been during COVID. They had a, a bruise to me, which you know, bruise to me and ArcLight. Uh, you know, had like a, or rather, I should say, bruise to me had a competition, and whether it was known or not to ArcLight or not, the winner got to brew there. Uh, <laughs> so, which is a homebrew shop up in Waterville. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it might have taken a little while, but I did finally get to brew, you know, like a couple weeks, two weeks back. I don't know. My so, brain. So about two and a half weeks ago, I got a text. So yeah. I'm, I'm friends with the, the brewer, the head brewer at our plate. Uh, um, and I got a text from him that says, hey, that guy, uh, we're, we're brewing his beer. Like, <laughs> in two days or some shit, you know, it was just ridiculous short notice. <laughs> and, th and then they were like, Oh, and by the way, we need a different yeast because they had a substitute, right? They couldn't get, uh, uh Lallemans Verdant IPA. Right. So, so I'm like, you know, I'm texting Brandon. I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm your friendly Arclight middleman. Uh, you know, and so we got the, we got the yeast figured out London ale three. Yep. Good substitute. And then, oh, by the way, they're brewing your beer, you know, in like two days. <laughs> yep. If you want to show up. <laughs> and then I love it. Like you guys, you, you do show up, I, which I appreciate you doing that. That's awesome. I, I was really glad that you got the opportunity. I had told yeah. Ed that I really wanted to come and just sit there and fucking make fun <laughs> of you uh, and give you shit. But then. I couldn't. I was buying my new truck. It just happened to be that my truck came in that day, and I had to go up to Grand Rapids. And and now they're both like texting me, like, "Where the fuck are you?" I'm like, "It's not my brew day. It's a fucking all about Brandon." Shoot, <laughs> like, I only texted you that day because I'm just like, "Is is Jason showing up?" I'm like, "I don't know," but like, what was it? Uh, oh man, I'm I'm sorry if I say Lewis. I think was his the assistant brewer, but like, I beat I beat him there by like by like an hour. FYI. <laughs> so as as I expected, I got to weigh out all the grain, which is like about 410 pounds. Um, I got to dump it all in the mill, um, and then it then, really is your beer. Oh, oh yeah. Then I got to also um, get all the grain out of the mash tun afterwards. That was fun. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that I was busy that day. So I did get to do like most of the, the labor parts, but we did. There was like some new guy that showed up, which oh man, I wish I could remember his name because he was a really nice guy. But it was like, it was a weird name. I'm not I'm not dogging on him or nothing, but he had a weird name. <laughs> Anyways, he was a really nice guy, but he thankfully he dumped the eight eight buckets of mango into the fermenter. <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> But anyway, well, I, fun. I, I, I've reached out. I'll find out. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll let everybody know when Brandon beer when Brandon's beer is going to go on tap to ArcLight. We'll do a road trip down there. Uh, anybody in Southwest Michigan um, that can scoot over there, um, uh, you know, Ed brews good beer. Uh, Brandon brews good beer. I, I think the two of them together. 
going to be it's, it should be pretty cool. Yeah, looking forward to it. Well, me too. It'll be it'll be interesting because I will say I was yeah. I was really surprised because Ed was really open to uh, my my input on things, and I was like, man. I don't know if you want my input on your on your system because like this is new to me like how i do things like i was surprised because one of the things that we talked about was adding the mango because i added it right to the fermenter like at yeast i added it technically to the um as i was doing flame out and i've brewed that beer like twice now just just twice so like uh the first batch that won actually was like i put it in the in the kettle during whirlpool and then I also tried it a second time, adding it right to the to the fermenter, and it was better, to my surprise, when I added it to to the whirlpool, which I would not expect for like adding a puree to be better that way. But but it turned out. Yeah, I, I'll give him credit. He he's always learning. He's always willing to try new shit. I remember I actually told him, and if he ever watches this, he can bitch at me. I don't give a shit. Um, but I remember uh, hanging out with him and telling him that. I knew this guy that brewed really good hazies and, uh, you know, was just, just had a really good process for, for, for temperatures to hit and when to whirlpool and when to add hops and he made really tasty hazies. And then Ed starts, and it's, I love it that Brian just dropped. Um, cause then Ed starts texting me like, Hey, uh, what does that guy do? And I start texting Brian. That's just hilarious. That he's not here right now to hear this. So I started texting Brian to be like, how do you do your hazies? And I'm texting Ed. I was middleman back to there. And so um, I got to say this before he comes back, but probably most of Arclight's hazies are based off of Brian's, um, you know, kind of tested processes. kind of wonder, like, did Brian's internet go out? Because I noticed he's, like, not even in he's our gone. panel. Yeah, he's, he's, like, gone, gone. gone. <laughs> he turned so bright red that his internet connection was, like, He I knew the story he... <laughs> that I was going to tell, and he's out. It's fucking I wonder, wonder if he just clicked the X on his browser rather than removing himself <laughs> from the <laughs> I guess we'll find out if he comes back. Well, speaking of hazies, I mean, I'm almost done with this... Uh... I'm Hell. just, yeah, I'm just about, I'm just about, so this is the, yeah, the actual, this is what Brian or Brian, God damn it. Keep it, keeping the trend going. Brandon is drinking right now, right? Is the PA? The yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I mean, Brian's not here to correct me. So that's what we're going with. <laughs> the, the, the next one you guys should have, um, you guys should have a cap that says haze. Yep. I got one of those. So oh, that, okay. That'll... That'll be the next one that crack into. Um, it is uh, Brian Stevenson's uh, Hazy IPA. Do you, do you call him Brian Stevenson? Steven, I did. I did. <laughs> Hold on. It's because I right. had just enough to drink to. Not... I'm gonna. I am gonna crack this, but I, I. I'm not gonna close my browser, but I will be back in a second. Yeah, let me grab mine too, so it's here. I'll, I'll hang out since so it's just you and me, Jason. No, Let's do that. I, I'll stay here and talk. Fuck it. Me and David. Steve, David. Yeah, David Stevenson. Fuck it. I just read an email. There's a guy I work with whose last name is Stevenson, and I read that and said that. And anyway, fucking hell is right. Apollo looks adoring and adorable in that picture. I'm by myself for the first time on the show. I got nothing. Um, 
what is it? Let's see. Uh, Michigan Homebrew Festival is coming up soon. If you're a home brewer, um, keep your eyes out for July, first week of July, Michigan Homebrew or Michigan Beer Cup, sorry, is going to open up its registration. Um, well, now you're back. Uh, if you haven't entered uh, already, I don't know if you can still enter Michigan State Fair, but you should. You should have already been in that. It's closed. Uh, it's closed. closed. All right. So, fuck, State Fair is gone. Um, Michigan Beer Cup is going to go very quickly. So, if you're thinking about entering Michigan Beer Cup, um, when it pops open, which it should be the first week of July, I expect it to close within hours. So, if you are thinking about it, uh, um, jump on it right away. In there. No, I'm not by myself anymore. You are not. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes. No. <laughs> I was gonna say my, my video is probably lagging just a little bit while all my like stuff kind of opens back up, but I've returned. Yay. Sorry about that. Yay, technology. No, it's all good. Uh, what, were you, what were you guys talking about? Competitions. Uh, yeah. I talked about this asshole that I I, I kind of stole the the, <laughs> the the tech behind a hazy IPA for ad, uh, and then and then oh, yeah. everybody. Oh, and then then we switched to your hazy IPA, so that's what we're drinking now. Brian's back. Yeah, but you pissed me off. You're fucking up. Hold on. There. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, how we were. That's how we were. Yeah, Brian, did you close Wait. your browser? No, my computer just totally locked up. Oh. You know, I, I built it back in, huh, what is it, 2020? Maybe like, like 2012. Yeah. 1902. <laughs> yeah. So all these parts are, are old. Um, they're when are you going to build a new yeah, one? When everything dies. I, I have, you know, I can, I can, as long as I can fit a new video card in this thing, I'm happy with it. I have like 32 gigs of DDR3 RAM, <laughs> but it works just fine, you know? And, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's rocking. It's rocking. And it's not like you might, you know, couldn't get a good enough job to afford a new computer. Right. Jason, <laughs> come on. Jesus yeah. Christ. Anyway, no, we switched to your hazy IPA. I'm uh, tell us I'm about open. that. All right. So this is, um, it's, it's not so much my normal style of hazy. Um, it's, uh, it does, yeah. it doesn't have any oats in it. So it's just a uh, base malt, uh, some wheat and a little bit of a crystal 40, which I don't normally use either. Um, I kind of wanted to change it up and just give it a shot and i i think this is the first new england actually i've ever used crystal malt in um i was gonna say there was a period of time where you were like against crystals and caramels like <laughs> crystal yeah yeah caramel yeah. most yeah sorry yeah we don't this really truly have... this truly is a swim nipa yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah okay it's it's more like it's more like crisp, clean hazy instead of like deep, rich, hoppy hazy. Um, I used uh, a mix of um, Imperial's Barbarian and Juice for the yeast on this, just because I had a random vial of it. You did it with I did. I absolutely did. I bittered with Columbus, which I don't normally do for these beers, and then um, 
the um, like flavoring and aroma hops are Eclipse and Brew One. So me, yeah, me and, so, that was, that was, have a problem. But no, sticking with that, because <laughs> yeah. Brian asked the question, why were you against caramel malts? Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm, well, I'm before you answer, against... let, let, let me let me put my my two cents in. Brian, he was against caramel malts because he's just fucking weird. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so my I'm not against caramel malts, um, especially for like Midwest IPAs, like Two Hearted and stuff like that. Um, hundred mm. percent belong there. My original thing was when, so I, I started making New England IPAs back before um, Old Nation was <coughs> in Michigan. Um, I, I was the first home brewer in our club to make a New England IPA. Um, I'm almost positive. And um, it, it was really just becoming a thing in Michigan at the time. And at the time, um, I really wasn't digging the sweetness that they were adding to my beers but i was also brewing differently back then too i wasn't using RO water um i wasn't temp controlling quite as much and so a lot of that sweetness was probably um a, a mixture of things a mixture of ingredients a mixture of my brewing practices um so now um like I'm, I'm using honey malt quite a bit in like my New England IPAs and, and like some other random beers. Um, I have a coffee blonde going right now that I use a little bit of honey malt in. Um, and um, as far as like crystal and caramel malts and stuff like that, I feel like, you know, in, in the four ounce to six ounce range in a five gallon batch, they can 100% add just the right amount of sweetness and really for New England's get that like orange color popping. So I'm, I'm, I very much sort of like flipped my opinion on that um, to a, a point. I don't think that <laughs> I don't know how much a hundred percent C twenty millet beer um, would do for me, but I absolutely <laughs> want to try it because I am I am not gonna judge that until I until I try it because I've I'm past that part of my life. I I will try everything, oh, yeah. um, and and usually like at least like pretty much you know, everything, unless there's something significantly wrong with it, like process wise. Um, with the exception of smoked beer sometimes, and Jason's probably with me there a little bit too. Smoke I like smoked beers more than Jason does, but not as much as some other there people do. There is no place in the world for smoked beers at all. <laughs> oh, I would disagree. A little bit, a little bit Easily. is nice in some of them. But, yeah. I, I would just say um, for, for Brian about the crystal, like if you were to go on like uh, our homebrew on anytime someone mentions like even even a West Coast or like Pale Ale and adding Crystal, you're gonna get like half the people like going off on you. Don't use Crystal, use Munich. That's good enough. But like, admittedly, like I still like Crystal. I, I've always loved my me some Sierra Nevada Pale Ale and like things like that. So like it has its place. Yeah, I think we're gonna get back there again too. Oh, go ahead, Jordan. Oh no! I was I was just gonna say when you when I, I brought it up because I feel like that was one of the tips that actually made my IPAs better was taking crystals or caramels out of my uh, malt profile. Now I've always you said you've been using honey malt. That's something that even from my early days I've been using you know pretty consistently in almost all of my beers, just because I yeah. really like the flavor profile that it adds. Um, because it's a it's it adds a little bit of that sweetness but it's brighter 
than mm-hmm. that that deeper, you know, caramely flavors that you're going to get from crystals or caramels. Sure. Um, you know, but yeah, I think I think with uh with IPA specifically, like I'm I'm probably not going to go back to adding that stuff in unless I'm doing something that's very specifically like a uh you know a deep amber West Coast style IPA. Uh, anything that I want to be bright and fruity, I'm just leaving that stuff out. I'm letting the hops do the work. Yep. No, I'm I'm generally with you for the most part. Yeah. Um, I'll agree. It's not necessary. But it's a it's a preference thing, and I, I do like I will I'll bite my tongue not to shit on people that say like there's no place for it though. There's no place for it. If you want smoke, oh, no, no. I'm talk, we're talking about crystal here. No. <laughs> I went with it. Listen, this this is the shit that's going to be confusing when we start doing like podcasts. When I start like when we start like converting oh, this stuff, start, start referencing our tags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People are popping shit up on the screen. Um, That's just gonna make people tune in. That's just come watch us. Come watch us yeah. get drunk live. But no, the <laughs> the only reason that this has the orange color that it does, you know, right now is is because of the um, eight ounces yeah. of, of C uh, forty, I think. Um, so so I'm a fan. I'm a proponent. Uh, of a little bit just for the color adjustments. And, and I don't think that um, for high ABV New England IPAs, that that amount of crystal or caramel malt um, makes a noticeable impact. Something like a C80, you know, or higher, maybe would C60, C80, I think. But um, yeah, why C20, did you go C40. With, I was going to say, why did you go C40 rather than C20? Because I, I think that the color contribution is enough um, where I can add a little bit of it and not have the flavor contribution be so much there. Because, um, again, I, I really, in, in New England, I don't, I'm still there, Brandon, you know, where I don't 100% like that caramel malt in my New England 100%. No, like, you know, I've but, never, but I, I think we maybe used like a tiny bit, like, like a couple ounces. Okay. I've never, that's not something I would use in a New England traditionally. Anyways. But okay. Yeah. 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 No, I, so, I, it's just, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's a crossover with the 40 mark. Just on here. I'm always listening. I just had to go off camera for a second. <laughs> I, I think if you, um, I think if you cross over that 40 mark, you start getting into those, the flavor characteristics like raisins and the dark fruits. And yeah. Dark fruit yep. And yeah. Yeah. You know, 40 is where you draw that line uh, or anything over 40 is where that, that, that Miard effect really kicks in and you start getting those, those different flavor characteristics. I I usually use like 60 or 120 in my stouts. So, you know, get some of those burnts. I was mostly shitting on the, on on the the homebrew subreddit folks and like West coast and just pale ales, not, not new England style. Like, because, but you you can just post about like a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale clone, and people will shit on you for that, even though it's like literally in the fucking recipe. Like, yeah, you know that's that's part of it. But I, you know, I, David says anything over twenty, you get flavor, uh, and and I agree, you do get flavor, but you're you're you know you're, you're getting uh, with forty, you're getting caramel, you're getting some sweetness, you're getting you know some malty hints characteristics, but you go into sixty, you're getting you're getting stone fruit you're getting raisins you're getting plums you're you're, you're a dark fruit whatever like the, 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 the there's a big step i think between 
twenty and sixty. Sure, and and I'm I'm sort of like in in the opinion that like in these styles of beers where you're using anywhere from between like twelve ounces to sixteen ounces um, in a five gallon batch, some of those like nuanced flavors that you're going to get from like four to six to eight ounces of like a caramel malt are just kind of going to kind of get overwritten maybe a little bit. Um, like when, when people like taste a, a, you know, new England IPA with like a pound of hops in it and, and they say something like, Oh yeah, you know, I can sort of pick up on the, you know, the tangerine esters of this beer. Like it's total bullshit in my opinion, because like there's no way you're going to pick up on like any fucking like yeast esters when there's a pound of hops in the fucking beer. Like, <sighs> like there's, there's, there's just, I don't know. There's just nothing. Yeah. No over, over overpowering the flavor profile. Yeah. 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 Um, which, which again is, is a pro in many ways too, for, um, I don't want to say new brewers because these beers are very oxygen prone, but like they cover up off flavors too. So not only do they cover up like the nuanced, like pro flavors, but they cover up like maybe shitty, slightly off flavors and stuff like that too. Like that's why you have pro brewers like dry hopping the shit out of like some pale ale they fucked up and calling it like an IPA instead or something like that. Because not only do like IPAs market better, you know, they, I think I read an article and, uh, some beer magazine like a couple of years ago, IPAs sell three times better than a pale ale, something like that. <laughs> Bullshit, Brian statistics, but um, it's a marketing thing. Like nobody wants to buy a pale ale, but yep. if you call it an IPA, fuck yeah, absolutely. Ninety percent of Brian's statistics are eighty percent made up. On yeah. the spot, <laughs> um, Brian. Next next time you feel like making a New England, I would like to uh, observe your brew day if that's acceptable. Fuck. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, I uh, I want to make one sometime in the next couple of weeks here, so I'll, I'll hit you. Yeah. We'll have a fucking like brew party over here in the, in the driveway or something. So cool. But because right. I I've got one in my in uh, my fermentation chamber. I just I've literally kept it in my uh, all rounder and just am serving it from there. And it's like I'm not happy with the hop character in it. Like I I feel like I can do okay if I add fruit to like a New England or like you know something like that, but I'm not happy with my uh, just just plain old New England ales at the moment. Uh, so I want I want some uh, I want some of the pro tips, the pro <laughs> the pro home brewer tips. It looks like Brian froze up. Pro brewer. Oh, he <laughs> did. Look, like look at that. Oh, this <laughs> is <laughs> is really mean mugging me. I'm not sure which. No, no, I'm just. <laughs> so just it's uh. So we've we've got one more beer to get through tonight, and the show's already gone too goddamn long as it is. Um, just to try to recap, I think what we have on tap or on deck for the show is is um, Michigan Brews. We're going to be talking to the Michigan Meat Coalition on the 14th. We're going to be talking to the Michigan Homebrew Festival on the 21st. We're going to take a week off on the 28th, and we're going to come back in July sometime. Uh, well, we, we'll be coming back in early July, um, it, but sometime in July, we'll be talking to um, uh, Brian from uh, the Gluten-Free Blue Spruce Supply Store. Um, You've seen him in chat. We, which, yeah, he's been very active in chat. appreciate him hanging out with us tonight. Um, you know, probably going to be fitting another homebrew club, too, uh, since it's getting that time of year uh, with Homebrew Fest. 
Um, and I'm, I'm thinking about another, uh, you know, depending on how the awards ceremony goes, we may do something like competition 2.0. Um, you know, I'm just literally pulling shit out of my ass right now because Brian's gone at the moment and I can. Um, hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, the, the gluten-free brew supply episode just because even though I have no need to not have gluten in my beers, I that's one of those things that, like, I haven't done yet and I watched a few I've watched some people's, uh, you know, YouTube videos on it and like all the en different enzymes that some of them use and like the different, the crazy ass amount, different mash temperatures you have to use and like yeah. uh, cereal mash temperatures. I'm just, no, you know, it's like a pain in the ass, but I want to learn how to do it and make at least one, at least a couple of them. I want to, I want to make a decent non or gluten free beer at some point. So that does. Sound yeah, like you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not in, I'm. I'm not interested in it either for so much for the dietary thing, mm -hmm. um, you know, which is important to some people and I get that. Uh, but for me, I'm, I'm, you know, when I got into brewing, I got into like kind of that recipe creation and, and kind of coming up with, you know, these different, you know, I, I, for years I've been able to say that I've never brewed a recipe that I didn't write, you know, I mean, and there's been a couple that I've, cause I've collabed with people on, so I can't really say that anymore, but, but, um, you know, I'm working on a, a recipe presentation for the club, you know, and it's all about the flavor characteristics and the profiles that you get. And it just super interests me to find out, you know, what you're getting with these alternate grains, alternate processes, you know, using millet, using, uh, sorghum, uh, quinoa. I've had great examples of style, you know, again, to me, it's just another flavor, um, uh, you know, uh, spot on my palate, uh, wheel mm -hmm. that I get to play with. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited, yep. uh, about it for then. I'm really glad that, uh, Brian reached out to us. Um, but since Stevens is, is down for the count again, uh, you gotta, you gotta pay him more, man. That's, he's yeah. gotta, he's gotta get better internet. That's <laughs> He must be stuck with that same. No, no, here there. he is. Here he is. Oh, there he is. I gotta right. do this. Hold on. One second. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. Oh, oh my God. We're rearranging. Oh, oh, hi. So, All there right. I'm <laughs> feeling very OCD. So, so, so it might it may be time to rebuild my computer sooner than I want to, or or something. I don't know what's going on tonight, but I, I apologize. No, as David no. said, good, good luck getting a new video card that doesn't cost you four times its expected price. I, I have That's a, few, a sad thing. I have a few Somebody, discords you can follow if you want. Uh, not even that. Like I, you yeah. know, somebody may work for a company that can get a hell of a fucking deal on a video card. I got my 3080. Didn't, you know, I got it. I got that was fine. I got my thirty eighty and what what the uh, R R nine or whatever Ryzen processor. My, my, my thirty ninety should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Oh, uh, I had to had to one up. Had I'm still rolling with my ten eighty Ti for life, dude. I just have a normal ten eighty. <laughs> you know, man. But literally, I can I can get him a four four thousand dollar video card for a thousand bucks right now, and. Mm. Because I totally need, yeah, a thousand dollars is exactly what I want to spend on a video card that I used to play games exactly like once it every, is, you know, dude. It that's basically what I spent on my thirty eighty. <laughs> like, that's 
It's it's fancy too. It's got like a little like three inch LCD screen on the side. Tells me my frame rates and you know all that stuff. Yeah, that is I can, fancy. I can right. I can add little emojis to it. Yeah, right, we're, that, we're, none of that matters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna mute and tell Shana to take out her headphones real quick here, and we'll continue the conversation. I wish we could. You know, it would be fun to be able to kick off. Um. <laughs> To, to kick people off the, 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 the audio stream, you know, just so we could like free ourselves of wives and girlfriends. And uh, David, a PS5 costs <laughs> 500 bucks if you can fucking find one. Yeah, if you can find one. That's, yeah, yeah that's. But back onto the, like the gluten, the gluten free thing. Like you guys are saying you're excited. Like I, like CLAX runs in my family. I don't know if I have it or not. I'm kind of exper- like experimenting with, um, like redu- greatly reducing my gluten intake because I know my sister has uh, sensitivity, my grandmother does. Um, so I don't know if it's something that like runs in the men or in the uh, you know the female side, but you know definitely something I'm I'm interested in learning a lot more about because uh, there there very well could be a little bit of a familial impact in terms of what I brew and you know who in my family can enjoy the brews or even myself. Um, thanks, David. I I think I brought us off topic with the uh, graphics cards, oh, and I got a thing for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there it is. Yeah. So the beauty of tonight is we had no main topic. This Drinking was just alcohol? literally us. us yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this is yeah. the topic. This was us bullshitting, um, hanging out. We 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 have lined up guests coming up in the future. Um. You know, whatever. I pour this cookie beer. What are you guys all at? Catch up. Oh, I've been drinking the wing links. I've been fucking with my say, Just because your video card frees up, Brian, doesn't mean that your beer frees up. Are, are, are New England's meant to be chugged? That's. I mean, this yeah. isn't a huge glass, but. So this one, I think, is just uh, not sweet enough where it's completely chuggable. Um, this reminds me more of like an East Coast, like a uh, treehouse uh, sort of IPA a little bit, where it's just a little cleaner, just a little more dry. Um, I actually dig it quite a bit without the oats, honestly. Where, where do you put um, this on your, your hierarchy of New England's that you've brewed? It's just like, you know, like, like probably, second tier, fifth tier, like where, where do you put it? I call it like a, like a 7.5 maybe out of 10. Like... Um, I, I, I enjoy the uh, drinkability factor of this one. Some of the new England's I make are so sweet and so hop forward that you only want one a night and then you don't want to think about it again. And I think this is one of those beers that you could sit down at a bar and be like, you know, that was good. Like, I'm just going to get that beer again. Um, and I think that's my goal, you know, for every beer that I make, I want that to be like, like the beer that I'm like, yeah, I could do another one of those, you know, yeah, for the most you know, part. Yeah, absolutely. To, to break in while you guys chug this shit. So one of the things, if, if you got to watch the show from the, the beginning tonight, you notice that our intro is shit. Um, and we have a couple of friends, uh, Sam and Travis Ross from Ripjaw Media that are going to come and, and, and work with us to film a cool ass intro in the future. And Hi, Brian. Uh, I want to share this real quick. So they did a video for um, 
State of Mind, Standard Rolls, uh, where our friends filmed this video and it just hit number one on the, the Billboard Top 100, right, Jordan? Is that what that is? Yep, yep. yep. Yeah. So I'm just trying to do a shout out to, to Sam and Travis Ross. You know, they filmed the video for this. Fucking check it out on YouTube, uh, Rip Job Media. They're going to come in in a few weeks and do a cool ass intro for Ooh. us. Uh, a few weeks or a few months, whenever we can hook up with them. Whenever we can nail them down, they're getting popular. Right, they're getting popular because they're doing <laughs> fucking number one hits and shit. So uh, good on you, Sam and Travis, fucking that's awesome to see that shit pop up. Uh, so shout out to Sam and Travis Ross again, Ripjaw Media. Go check their shit out. State of Mind, Thunder Rolls is the video. It's pretty awesome. So. Now that we're on, uh, Brian's gone. Fuck you. Again, again, he's. Maybe I'll sell him the leftover kit that I have from that I can't use for my current PC. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So the the next beer, if you guys are cracking into it, says lemon cookie beer. It mm-hmm. is a uh, I, I think a Berliner Weiss kettle sour style beer. Um. Is this is this Looper with cookies? So, uh, hold on. I'm going to open the cookie beer. This is why I just shut off the camera and I didn't leave, because now Jason has to do the whole fucking thing again. <laughs> That's why I just shut off my camera. Lots of me, Brandon, Jason. All right, there we go. So, let me open this beer. This beer... Um, yeah, let me let me pull up the recipe. I will share this recipe with the world. That, so that's that's one of the things. Um, interesting. So you 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 talk to the mead community a lot, um, especially the professional mead community, and they're very secretive um, with with recipes and how they design their meads and stuff like that. And you talk with the professional beer community, and it's far more open. Um, I'm not sure what the deal is there. You know, like big mead, you know, is, is quite a bit more new. Big you know, and people mead. are still like yeah. establishing, <laughs> you know, their 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 you know uh, recipes and stuff like that. But um, people people are far more uh, secretive about their mead recipes um, than they are in the homebrewing community. So uh, this this lemon cookie sour, um, you'd probably be surprised at the original gravity. What would you guess the original gravity was on this thing? I mean, given the style, 1.040. That's okay. that, I'm, I'm assuming that is FG. Brian was asking for OG. Oh. Yes, OG. No, I'm saying OG. It's probably OG, so, so you're you're calling it for a three and a half. To oh, four. Okay, yeah, never mind. I went oh oh four. Like a dyslexia. Fun. A little beer. A little beer. A little beer. Any, any other any other guesses? I I think it's like a six and a half, seven percent beer. So I, I would put it at seven one seven five. Okay, Jordan. Yeah, I'm still I'm like the the pH kind of throws it. I taste wheat. I taste it's tart, but not like 
it's just a little tart. It's really not super sour. It's really this is really this is really drinkable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go maybe right around like seven ABV. So, uh, yeah, the the ABV is right around uh, seven. Oh damn! Um, it's actually six point six point seven. The original gravity was ten eighty two. Wow! And the final wow. gravity was ten thirty two. Oh Jesus! Yep. Okay. So well, I, I mashed at one hundred and sixty degrees. That's, that's um, high. 10, 10 pounds of Pilsner, five pounds of white wheat, a pound of lactose, and uh, half a pound of East Kent Goldings. Um, this was a kettle sour, so I, I kettle soured it down to about 3.2 uh, pH. Um, and, What'd you do? Then, what, yeah. Walk, walk me through your kettle sour process. What'd you What'd you do? Like, what What was your culture? What was your temps? How long? Yeah, so uh, I mashed with those ingredients. So it was the 10 pounds of Pilsner, the 5 pounds of white wheat malt. Um, I did not add the, add the lactose at this point. Excuse me. I uh, drew all of that. I think it was about 6.5 gallons of wort into my kettle. I added a, a half a carton of Good Belly mango. Um to my pot i like the mango if i can find the mango i use the mango because it doesn't taste like mango it doesn't taste like anything i think it's very it's like taste neutral right yeah yeah um and i let that um i I covered the top with uh cling wrap or whatever the hell that's called not like like Mm -hmm. the good you know saran wrap stuff um and um, I pitched it at 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, I did not keep heat on it. Um, Lactobacillus plantarum will act fine at room temperature, so I just kind of let it go. And that's what uh, Good Belly has in it, is the plantarum. Um, so I took a reading at like 18 hours, and I took a reading at like 20 hours. And right around the 20-hour mark, it was like 3.4 like pH, and I was like, fine, I'm just going to go for it. Um so I took it and I boiled it uh, for an hour with the East Kent Goldings. Again, a half ounce at 60. Uh, and then I pitched uh, just USO5 in it. Um, and it only fermented down, you know, from 1080 to 1032, which is fine. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, have been using Ferndale's sours as sort of like a, um, a, 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 a um, springboard for for a lot of my like more like you know fruited sours and stuff like that recently and i think that a slightly higher gravity really plays well um with uh, not only like the tartness but like anything else that you add into it just that that extra sweetness really adds to the drinkability and stuff so you wouldn't guess that it would be 1032 it's like it it is kind of sweet but the the tartness really you know no, but I think that balances that out a little case bit. Adds to the mouthfeel, right? It gives yeah, you it gives yeah. more body. Yeah. Uh, so you get that cookie. You know, I'm still feeling that wheat base or whatever from that uh, cream cookie. So I just I, was, I have to go back. So sorry, Jordan. Go ahead. Then, no, no, I was gonna say like that's there's there's a certain mouthfeel to it that you were mm-hmm. alluding to. Jason. 
it's that wafer cookie. It's and, and, and I can taste the wafer cookie. And and I'm really not trying to talk Brian up because I I really want to kick his ass in this competition <laughs> um, with my uh, windmill brown. Um, but going back to it, two three years ago, keepers did a cereal beer competition, and a lot of clubs out there, a lot of brewers out there, have done cereal beers, and they call them like they all went to shit. Um, you know, or they they were all turned out nasty, and uh, you know, and and I got to I got to be lucky in that case and prove that that wasn't the case, right? Like I had a I took my cereal beer that I brewed three years ago oh, yeah. and it's in nationals and it won a fucking, it's won multiple ribbons. It's won gold medals, you know, and I, I brew a Berliner Weiss with a box of fucking fruit loops and I'm, I'm killing it with it. Um, but then Brian I mean, comes I have to interrupt was, you. No, no, I have to interrupt you. You, you can't continue the story until I say this, you got feedback uh, from NHC that said that your Berliner Weiss brewed with a box of fruit loops was a uh, what was the quote? A no, it was a hundred percent like it was style. perfect example of the style. <laughs> right. But so, in, in, go, my, go in my in my area, uh, a Berliner Weiss goes into the final judging with uh, fruit lambics, and where I have no chance at all. Yeah, like, my ass fucking yeah. soundly yeah. handed to me. But then anyway, so Brian comes in a couple years later with a. You know, motherfucking cookie beer, and everybody was like, "Ah, oh, cookies! This beer is gonna suck. This is gonna be stupid." But no, this is a fantastic fucking cookie beer, and it's really so so annoying. I should <laughs> I should say so as far as like the cookies and the lemon and stuff like that go. Um, I I zested five lemons, and I add that I added that into the fermenter um, about a week before I kegged it with a whole box full of the cookies. So that's how I use the cookies in this beer is I added all of the cookies to secondary. What, what cookies did just you use again? So they were from Aldi. There were these um, lemon cookies. They, they're, they're like Oreos, except they are, uh, you know, white uh, cracker or white cookie with like a lemon filling. Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's I think it. I've had those before. So yeah, I I, um, I blended those up in uh, our food processor and put those in a muslin bag, and threw that in the fermenter with uh, all the lemon zest and like, all of that's in there for like a week. And and I think the the cookie or whatever like comes through a little bit. Ooh. I don't know. I I, I mean I I just got to say, fuck you. To, to wow. Steal from, to steal from, <laughs> Still from Jason, like man, this is just like, with you. like it's just it's just so it's so good. Like I I don't want to I don't want to taint anybody that might be at the next meeting and like <laughs> try this beer, but like yeah, like it's it's got like it's just it's tart enough to where it's like you know it's a sour, but like it's it's so totally approachable. Like I could. Yeah. I could crush this and get you know, totally um, fucked up without realizing it, and it's, Brandon, it's just so we're, bad. Uh, we're, we're totally when as soon as we get there, you know, I'm going to be there to set up, and as soon as as soon as Brian puts his beer on, I'm knocking it all over. I'm gonna I'm gonna search this taste <laughs> out, and I'm gonna give it up. I'm gonna give it the lowest. I'm gonna yeah. ignore this beer just on principle, but no, but no. But just it, just it, to show that that it, it really is to talk about if you know if you know your brewing principles, if you know how to brew beer. 
um, you know, and that's what we do with this with, yeah. with the club, you know, throwing cereal, um, you know, doing the, the, the football style draft rounds, you know, of, of, of just make kind of forcing people to use ingredients that they're not comfortable with and then doing cookies. Um, it just shows that, you know, if, if you have your basics down, if you understand how flavors fit together um, and, and how a beer recipe is built. Uh, you can really overcome a lot of fucking hurdles. Yeah. No, no, I, 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 to interrupt you, like, I'm not a huge sour beer drinker. Like, I like an occasional sour, and I occasionally try to make one, but, like, but, man, this is just, like, yeah. even as a non-sour beer drinker, like, somebody who doesn't search them out all that often, like, this is, I could drink this all the time. It's that, it's like, Thanks, it, yeah, it's, it's. So, so basically, really um, Brandon, Jordan, I think we've blown enough smoke up Brian's ass tonight. <laughs> that is quite huge. Um, anything else going on in the world for you guys? Brandon, what do you got going on? You got, you got your Arclight beer coming soon? Soonish. Um, Hopefully, maybe Ed will respond to you within a week or two. And then. Uh, uh, he told me soon. That's all I got from him. <laughs> but like, uh, so hopefully that's good because he he allowed me too much input. That, that you know maybe that'll be good or bad. I don't know. Um, you know. Um, so yeah, that'll be great. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna go back to. I haven't brewed in like, other than going to Arclay, I haven't brewed at like at home in a while. I'm like I've been looking forward to brewing because I re recently got some. Uh, plumbing work done in my basement that actually makes it so that my uh, ventilation system will work better nice. unexpectedly. Like I wasn't planning on that, but like I got some stuff moved around in my basement to where my ghetto setup before is slightly better and it wasn't even planned. It just happened to work out that way. Um, but anyways, so yeah, I've been looking forward to brewing, but I'm like, damn, I like all my kegs are full. I've got like a couple things in the fermenter that I still have to put in kegs. I've got uh, a pair and uh it's like about 60, 40, I think of like pear and uh, apple cider from Houston that I got from last year. That's uh, sitting mm. in a cardboard that I need to keg up. Um, oh, but yeah. did clear okay. for some uh, inner yeah. cap with that shit, man. Throw yeah. I've been, I've been thinking about it. Yeah. The only, my only concern is that like, it's hazy as shit. So like, yeah, I might, I'll still yeah. probably do it. Get, get, Not get your feedback. Not to knock on Glencap at all, because I think they're amazing. It's it's great that we have a a, a, a cider and period competition, but they are they are not they they do not award a medals. <sighs> Fuck, Brian, I'm fucking this up. Usually, appearances usually it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not like it's it's like yeah. Siciliano's. It's based it's, on score. With it's it's not based on there isn't a first, second, third. It is uh, yeah. purely based on score. Anybody that scores yeah. over x x amount. 34, 35, you're going to get, you're going to get a medal. You're going to get positive feedback. Um, What's the so, cost uh, for entry? 2150 for a, a commercial, a non-commercial. Sorry. If you're a commercial brewer, I think it's a hundred and something. <sighs> oh. Okay. Cause I, I got, I got that Perry still too on tap that you guys Ew. had a while ago, a while back. Yeah. Throw it in there. I, I, I told Brian I wasn't doing it. And then I fucking went and paid for an entry for my Perry. From last year, I'll, 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 I'll toss one. If you guys think that cider is decent, I'll toss that in, and then yeah, hundred percent, we dude. We'll, we'll drive it up. I, I would, I would, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I really think it's really good. So yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was, it was very tasty. Um, I mean, I haven't done shit with it. That's that's it's like it's just yeast, nutrients, and fucking 
Press yeah. juice. Yeah, so, but you did yeast nutrients and juice better than, you know, other people. Right, so. most. So we've got um, Michigan Meat Coalition next week. Yep, we Michigan do. Homebrew Festival the week after. We do. Yep. I'll learn break the week after that, and then we'll get into July, and we're looking for, uh, you know, we'll have Brian from um, Gluten-Free Brew Supply at some point in July, hopefully, uh, and we'll have, um, you know, maybe a couple of breweries um, and some homebrew-related. I've been talking with Rex from Ferndale Project. Um, I actually sent him an email because I, I love their solo series, IPAs, so much. Um I sent them an email asking like if they could give me any insight as to like how they brew their uh, IPAs and, and, and uh, Rex, their like head brewer has like emailed me uh, a couple times now answering like any question basically that I've sent him um, about how they brew these beers. And uh, I don't know. I, I would, uh, it's just, he's a great person. It's a great brewery. They just have a great vibe. They're great people. I don't. I, I'm supporting Ferndale so much right now. <laughs> so I'm. Um, I'm going to. I don't want to be like that guy. That's like, you know. Oh yeah. Like thanks for you know answering my beer questions. By the way, do you want to be on my show? Um, I don't want to be that guy. Like I don't want. I want to be like the guy that's like the only yeah, reason I'm asking. That just these sounds like an is opening. Because I want you to be on my show. Uh, yeah. But, anybody but anybody show who's shit. watched the show knows you're not asking those questions just to get them on here. Exactly. Just because you're a yeah, curious yeah, exactly. person. But I don't Throw want to on the, on the, sound that way. On, the same, so. on that same theme, uh, you are that guy. Uh, God damn it. Go get us some shows. <laughs> um, all right. What else, Jordan? You got anything going on? Uh, trying to find time to brew more. Good. Good. Next yeah, time you brew, man, let me know. I'll, 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 I'd love to come over at least. If at I can't this brew point, with it's you, looking. Hang out at this something. point, it's looking like fucking August. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we'll we'll do August then. Yeah, that's right before Homebrew Fest. Did you get your tickets in for Homebrew Fest? Not yet, but I'm still trying to figure out what's going on uh, with that month. I want to be there. I'm going to be there at least for a day. Um, cool. Whether or not we're going to camp hey. or something like that, we're still trying hey, to figure cool. that out. Brian and I are going for the whole fucking week. So, and David too. So, uh, can't fucking wait. All right. It's almost been two hours. This cookie beer is amazing. Brian, Thanks, you got anything dude. else? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm Brandon. I'll let you know when, uh, when I'm brewing in New England next. And cool. We'll, we'll have a, David says, should we plan a brew day? And I think we should. So, we should. We should. All right. Well, fuck it. Thanks, everybody. That's Thanks it. Thanks All everybody. right. Woo. Happy Monday. We'll be back <laughs> next Monday. week with the uh, Michigan Meat Coalition. Cheers. A day closer to and, Friday. Cheers uh, tomorrow. Cool. Woo. Keeper. Oh, rip keeper. <laughs> <laughs>